Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at newbalance.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Wolverine 24-7 podcast, your audio source for all things Michigan football, basketball, and recruiting. I'm your host, Zach Shaw. Steve Lorenz here as well. Football episode. We just had a basketball episode kind of talking about the two-week pause uh, and, and what it means for the basketball team, the men's basketball team, I should say. Uh, be, be sure to check that out if you haven't already. This one, not talking about the pause, not talking about basketball, just football because they have... Their coaching staff settled. So we we kind of assessed each of the hires that they had made so far last week. And then there was one more uh, shoot a drop, and it, and it did. Ron Bellamy is now going to coach. Is it just wide receivers, Steve? I believe I believe that'll be the title, wide okay. receivers coach. They, they but- haven't officially announced it, but he will be wide receivers coach. He's, he's a versatile coach as well. Um, that's that's the only reason I asked. And then Sharon Moore would be moving and replacing Ed Warner as offensive line coach. You guys just talked about in, in the recruiting podcast from the other day, which you should also check out if you haven't. You guys talked about Bellamy's fit as a recruiter. He's also a pretty qualified coach. I mean, this isn't just a recruiting hire, in my opinion. Uh, just led West Bloomfield. High school to their first state championship ever. I believe he coached there for 12 years, uh, if, if I'm not mistaken. You know, he's he's played in the NFL, played at start at Michigan. What are your thoughts on this from an on-field perspective? This hire, I, it's I'm I'm really curious about what it what Josh how Josh Gaddis's role changes because I think I was under the impression that he was also a very good receivers coach in addition to offensive coordinator, but maybe now he can be a little bit more of a, um, I don't want to say like the CEO, but he can be a little bit more of like an executive role where he can oversee more than just the receivers in the passing game. But Steve, any, any read from your insight on, on what kind of coach Bellamy is and what kind of on field impact he'll he'll have um i mean maybe it gives gaddis a little bit of a safety valve you know as far as receivers coach goes so like you said maybe takes a little bit off of his plate i still at least off from the outset i I think this definitely is a recruiting hire for sure Um, i compare it to the hire of partridge which worked out ended up working out from both a recruiting and coaching standpoint, right? Uh, highly successful high school coach moves to the college game. Bellamy actually goes from high school coach right to on-field staff. Partridge had to work his way up. You know, I think he started as sort of a recruiting coordinator type right. deal or whatever. But uh, either way, though, I still kind of view them similarly in that I think the, the overarching theme is going to be recruiting-based. But, yeah, I mean, he built the West Bloomfield program from the ground up. Mm-hmm. And they were 
believe they went to two state championship games. They won, obviously won the championship this past weekend. Uh, but I feel like they came up just short the last. Yeah, I think they lost their first one three to two to Clarkston, huh. if I remember right. Actually, <laughs> Clarkston beat West Bloomfield three to two in the state championship game. Um, but home run higher, really. Uh, you know, we'll see what we'll see what he can do as as an actual position coach. You know, I think I mean I think he's more than capable. We just there's I just think it's a to me it's a bigger question than what he'll bring to the table from a recruiting standpoint because you know it's like what kind of one of our overarching themes in the recruiting pod was that they're in state their aim at like bringing in guys who can recruit the best players in state has done a complete they've they've done a complete one eighty now. I mean they have four guys on staff who have experience recruiting the state now. So, you know, and Bellamy might be the guy to lead. You suspect he'll be the lead guy in Southeast Michigan, Detroit, you know, so no, again, it's a hire that was rumored for a little while and one that I think kind of really kind of culminates what I would call a, you know, pretty significant transition on Harbaugh's end to, you know, try to fix or remedy some of the, some of the situations uh, that Michigan has kind of had uh, in their coaching staff the last couple of seasons. Yeah. By the way, you're correct. In 2017, they lost to Clarkston in the state title game three to two. How wild is that? <laughs> That's insane. Um, they've made the playoffs seven straight years. And I believe for context, and I think Bellamy was the coach during this, they went two and seven in both 2011 and 2012. And they've made the playoffs every year since. And, and I mean, they won a state title this year and they outscored opponents 476 to 96 this season. My thought, and feel free to, to jump in because you have covered more high school games and been around high school football more than I have. I have always thought that every college football team could use one assistant coach who used to be a high school head coach because I mean, there are certainly plenty of not good high school football coaches out there, but I think coaching high school football teaches you a different set of skills than kind of rising from like the grad assistant, you know, mid mid major assistant, you know, the kind of the position coach ascent I think being a head football coach at a high school, because there are plenty of players who go on to play college. There are plenty who don't. And you have to decipher through all of these freshmen and um, all these players who probably, who aren't obviously good at what they do. And so you have, you have, you develop a really good eye. I actually thought Partridge's eye for talent, not just in recruiting, but also within the team was really excellent and and kind of the way he could pick out certain things that certain players did. And then the organizational aspect. High schoolers are very late for everything all the time. I was the same way when I was in high school. It's it's a little different. I feel like, you know, once you get to like a division one football program, I mean everyone it's it's very business like. Um it's very organized. But I think being able to work with different types of players, different types of, of people, honestly, uh, and just 
being able to organize everyone and get them to play <laughs> a game and conduct practices. I think it's, I think it teaches you a lot of skills that you might not learn as a, as a grad assistant. So not to suggest Michigan is disorganized or needs that, but I think um, Bellamy can bring a very different perspective than say some of the other hires. I mean, you think about the backgrounds of all of these coaches. Maybe this is something that we'll discuss in a few moments, but it's a lot of different types of backgrounds. You have, someone who just came from the NFL. You have someone who just came from their first year as a power five assistant coach, uh, who's, you know, 32, you have another, uh, coach in Mike Hart who was coaching in the big 10, same division. Uh, and so that, you know, different pre Michigan jobs, Mo Linguist, another guy from the NFL, going to be fascinating to see how all of these different backgrounds blend and I don't, I don't know. Maybe I'm off base here. I think, I think to be a successful high school football coach, similar to college, you do need talent. But I think it's a, I think it's an interesting dynamic that that Bellamy will be able to bring, and and I think it'll be a fresh perspective on a, a another fresh perspective on a program that needs a fresh start and a fresh perspective. Um, curious to hear in spring ball what players think of Bellamy because. Uh, certainly more than qualified. You know, I, I remember I interviewed him, I think once on, on the radio and, and it was like, man, he, he sounds like an offensive coordinator, really, uh, you know, a college offensive coordinator. I mean, he really knows his stuff. So um, that was something I thought of too. It's like, you know, I think Partridge brought a nice fresh perspective. I mean, he's also just a straight up good coach, but I think his time coaching at, in high school um, allowed him to kind of view talent development, you know, how you work with players and drills, things like that in a different way. So the thing with it, I think from a culture standpoint too, you know, you talk about bringing in a high school guy and this is a guy who's been around for a lot of big time recruitments, right? So he understands the college game from a recruiting standpoint and he's played, right? I mean, that's the other thing. Mm -hmm. Don't forget it. I mean, he's a former Michigan wide receiver. It's yep. not just some and random, NFL. Yeah. yeah, it's just not some random high school football coach that they're, they're adding to the staff here. So, you know, a guy that also under, yeah. So not only not like understands Michigan too, you know, the same way that Harbaugh does the same way that, you know, Mike Hart does. Right. So I think it's, a, I think it was another, you know, we talk about recruiting, but also another culture driven move as far as, I agree that having a blend of NFL experience, extensive college experience, and somebody who's been who's worked their way up from the high school level, I I do think gives you a nice combo of guys that will not only will be able to relate to the players, but will be able to relay relate their experiences to their players as well. You know, and so. Uh, I got to think Bellamy will be a staff favorite, at least on the team. Like I think guys, yeah, I think guys will really enjoy working with him and uh, will enjoy being coached by him. So, you know, but I look at it, like I said, recruiting being the big game, but also I think from a culture standpoint too, I think it's another move designed to kind of, well, just change the culture um, yeah. in the locker room, you know? And I think it from, from both of those angles, I think this is a, a really a highly positive, a good move from, from Harbaugh. 
Yes. I, I, I agree. I mean, as soon as the season ended, I was kind of like, I feel like Bellamy's worth a call. Um, I've always been really impressed by him. So we'll, we'll see how it goes. Not every, I mean, you can, well, well it, it really depends on, on how things look once practice starts. Um, another interesting decision made, well, announced or, or confirmed in the last week is Sharon Moore will now be coaching Michigan's offensive line uh, instead of Ed Warner. I, I know fans have a lot of questions about Ed Warner. I don't personally have a great answer. I don't, I don't fully know, but in a off season where Harbaugh is making a lot of changes and kind of going against conventional thought or what the armchair GM suggested on a few of these hires, this one might be the biggest wild card of all. So we'll talk about that and a few other overall coaching topics in just a moment. This is the Wolverine 24-7 podcast. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And welcome back. Thanks for waiting. Let's get back to the discussion. Sharon Moore, very impressive start to to his coaching career at at Michigan in terms of recruiting. Uh, On-field success, it's really hard to tell whether that was the talent he was given or whether that was his on-field coaching. But Steve, your initial thoughts, Sharon Moore coaching the offensive line. He did play the position at Oklahoma. And I suspect part of this was in order to keep, was done in order to keep more on staff. Cause he's also named co-offensive coordinator. I mean, other schools I'm sure were, were reaching out, inquiring, trying to see if he wanted to join a board. So that might be part of it, but your thoughts on more becoming the offensive line coach over someone who, at least from our perspective, was a very highly praised position coach in Ed Warner. Yeah, interesting, uh, fascinating move. I think the the first thing you said that resonated is, I mean, I don't think people realize, and I said this on the recruiting pod yesterday, but worth reiterating, I don't think people realize that more is an offensive lineman by trade, right? I think if you polled Michigan fans and they were honest, I bet there's probably a good 80 to 90% that didn't even realize that he played offensive line uh, at the college level. So right. not a guy who's unfamiliar with the position, right? So uh, interesting in that way. Got to think the recruiting will be a little bit, you know, Ed Warner recruited the offensive line pretty darn well. Uh, they did have a lot of misses. I was going to ask, I felt like this class, and part of it was because it was a crowded room. It was almost like a victim of your own success on the recruiting trail. But there were some misses. Does that play a role? I know we don't. We weren't in the room for these as, discussions. As far as them moving on? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, because they did a great job in 19. And really, they did a pretty good job at like the, the class they just brought in. You know, Raheem Anderson's a four-star. El Hadi is a four-star. Greg Crippen is a four-star. 
Mm-hmm. Tristan Bounds is a three star, but probably is very tipper- interesting. Yes, like yeah. hot, your your classic. What Michigan seems to take one every year, like your classic highly ranked three star who has a really high ceiling kind of guy. So, you know, I I think for the most part, I think he's recruited the position at a good enough level for Michigan to, Michigan to succeed up front. Okay. I don't I don't know if it was, you know, one of those deals where almost maybe similar to Don Brown, where it's time for a fresh perspective and a fresh face to be coaching these guys up front. Right. So, and I do know one thing I would add though, I know some at Shen Beckler were very, very, very high on Juan Castillo, who was an analyst for Michigan for one year. I think he used to be the Buffalo bills offensive line coach hmm. or whatever. Uh, I know a lot of people really liked him when he was there and thought he was uh, a big part of their success in coaching the offensive line. Not taking anything away from Ed Warner because I sure I, for, from a coaching standpoint, uh, it's going to be hard to replace Ed Warner, in my opinion. Um, so Juan Castillo, just to support your facts, he really long time NFL offensive line coach. I'm I'm counting. I mean, really since the '90s, he was at the Eagles, um, the Ravens, the Bills. He was at Michigan in 2019 for one year as an offensive analyst. And then he's, he was with the bears this past year there. So, you know, I know it was a guy that Harbaugh really liked Michigan, really liked players really liked. So, uh, I, you know, it's like I said, the way that, you know, with, with them moving to more and moving out it, to me, it just, it is, it seems similar to the Don Brown deal where uh, not so much, you know, Don Brown and Michigan's defensive failures were, you know, front and center, all year. Right. Uh, and, and you can quantify Michigan's defensive performance from our standpoint, we can't necessarily quantify or, or identify where Michigan maybe needed a change on the offensive line, but just the, the fact that they are changing, you know, kind of feels similar to Zordich also at, at the cornerback position of, I think Warner and Zordich are in a very similar situation. Right. And so you know, just maybe the, the feeling that they need a fresh perspective. Yeah, I I think that's fair. It, it It's definitely not a decision I think either of us are like, oh, of course, that makes total sense. Like, I don't think either one of us um, fully understand the move. I, I understand the bigger picture, which we'll talk about in a moment. But yeah, Warner, I guess, I guess I'd put it like this. Harbaugh feels like he got an upgrade. Otherwise he wouldn't have hired effectively a high school coach to indirectly replace someone with the resume of Warner. Um, You know, maybe, I mean, this year, the offensive line, I think was solid by the end of the year. I I don't, I don't think they were, I don't think anyone was banging their chest about the offensive lines play. But obviously, there was a ton of newness on the line as well. Effectively, seven new starters with with all the attrition and then the injuries that happened. Um, so anyway, yeah, Sharon Moore, I, I, yeah, I think the fact that he's played and it's not like he hasn't been around offensive lines at all in college, you know, as, as a coach either. Um, he hasn't directly coached the offensive lines, but it's not like it's not like the tight ends are off on one field and the offensive linemen are on the other field. 
it's there's there's some similarities. I, I actually think he, I think he can be a really uh, kind of a, a spark, a fresh, a fresh face, a fresh voice. And, and one thing I, I'll point out is I don't remember exactly when he said it, but we actually haven't heard a ton about what Sharon Moore is like as an, as a coach in practice. We hear about his recruiting, but I think it was like at a big 10 media days. And Jim Harbaugh said, um, he was talking about Sharon Moore, and I think he was talking about Sean Nua as well. Another guy that Michigan retained, perhaps arguably to the surprise of most fans. And he said that what was interesting about both of them is that he had to like corral them back a little bit intensity wise. You know, he had to like reel them in and make sure that they weren't like over coaching. You know, they were the kind of coaches that were every slight misstep. They were like, they, they could point it out and they said, you know, hands up sooner or, or you know, what, I don't have a specific example. But that's kind of what Harbaugh was saying is that he, he was really taken aback by their intensity. And so going to be a wait and see like everything. But I'm I that that'll be one of my first questions for offensive linemen if we speak to them during spring practices. You know, what what's Moore's intensity like? Because that's it surprises me because when we talk to him in press conferences, he's very mellow, a very mild mannered, I guess. Um but you know, maybe some maybe some intensity, maybe some tenacity, because I think I think the Michigan offensive lines the past few years have been very good at pass protection, very technically sound. Uh, perhaps it was, it's one of those, was it the running back or the offensive line? They haven't moved the line of scrimmage as much as maybe even, even in 2018 when they had a pretty good season, weren't moving the line of scrimmage as much as maybe Michigan fans are used to the older Michigan fans who saw the big 10 title winning teams. I mean, that was, that was the identity and that's, and they recruit guys who on paper should be able to move the line of scrimmage. They have multiple NFL starters from the 2018, 2019 team. So this isn't meant to say they weren't a good offensive line, but is there that next step to elite? And can someone with Moore's intensity maybe get the most out of the group? Because you're only to some extent, you're as good as what the talent you recruit and, and you're, but every year you have to ask at each position group, did this group get the most that it could have? So not saying I, I'm not saying I totally, I know exactly what happened with Ed Warner, but if I'm thinking about what I know Harbaugh likes about Sharon Moore, thinking about what Sharon Moore has shown us, I agree with you. I think it can be a bit of a spark. Yeah, no disagreement here. You know, I agree the intensity is something that, you know, not from what I, I mean, a little bit from what I was told or have been told in the past, you know, it's a very, uh, well, you said, you mentioned technically sound, you know, that's what it, I, I, the overarching sort of theme that has always been explained to me is that, yeah, it was a very uh, book smart style, I guess would be the best way to put it. I mean, I just saw a video the other day tweeted, uh, of Ed Warner explaining uh, a couple different blocking schemes. And it's like, it's amazing. I mean, it's really good. I feel like he'd be a good teacher at any subject. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> and so like, 
you know, there is that, but there is a, there is something to be said about, yeah, kind of bringing it to level 10 and uh, Michigan, no shortage of talent up front. Right. That's the other thing. It's, it's, it's an interesting move to move, to shift more over. I, you know, be interesting to see what kind of leash somebody gets in that type of situation, because again, Michigan has plenty of talent up front. Um, You know, too much from my standpoint to say, you know, of course there's going to be any kind of learning curve, but I don't think it should take, or it should be anything that it'd be an extended learning curve. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be, I, I do. I think there's, there's a lot of talent. Um, you know, they, they lose Jalen Mayfield. They lost Zach Carpenter. It sounds, I mean, I guess there's a chance Andrew Vistardis decides not to come back for a sixth year, but my thought is no announcement is probably means that it's more likely that he stays. I think most players have made their announcements by now about taking that extra year for the NCAA. And for him, I mean, might get a free master's degree out of it. It's certainly a, as a, as a former walk-on who was named captain last year, there's, there's plenty to come back for um, if he, if he chooses to do that. So, yeah, I think the line can, can progress. It is, it is a risk though, right? It is, you know, you're taking a guy who has not been an offensive line coach before replacing a guy who has been an offensive line coach basically for 35 years. Um, dating back to the eighties. And Steve, I think that's the theme of these Harbaugh hires. I, I think we saw a lot of hires that I guess went off script, went off the playbook. And and so um, my question for you is what do you make of that? What does that mean to you for him to go off script this much with this many hires talking about, you know, Hilo pretty short resume, uh, Ron Bellamy is not coached in college. Sharon Moore has not coached offensive lines before. What do you make of that? I mean, to me, it's it. The question is, does it reek of desperation? Right. I mean, isn't that kind That's of a the, fair question? Right. I I appreciated the one that thing that Harbaugh made a comment about saying he's not afraid to make moves in as far as uh, about being fired. I can't remember the exact quote. Well, it's a quote on his bulletin board. He's yeah. got a quote board. Um, and it's like, don't coach to avoid being fired or something. Yeah. So I, I can appreciate these moves in that with that in mind, as far as him doing what he, he truly thinks is right or the best route to, to get Michigan to the next level. Right. I mean, it's, and again, it goes back to him being who he is and him like kind of being virtuous as far as, you know, he's not making moves to appease certain anybody's right. I mean, his, his aim is to try to build Michigan, uh, keep this, you know, bring this program because he's brought it further than it has been in a while, but he hasn't brought it back to where everyone thought he would. So I, you know, I think he's making moves with that fully in mind. And yeah, I think if, I think these moves obviously will, will really end up dictating how, I mean, you're talking a totally new defensive coordinator, new position coaches all over the board. Uh, you know, these moves will end up really, if this does or doesn't work out, you know, I think it's clear this offseason will be the what, what we'll talk, discuss as far as being the, you know, either the catalyst of 
some major success or the final, you know, the, the last and the final blow, you know, before mm-hmm. the Harbaugh era kind of ends. So, yeah, I, I, I can read the risk narrative both ways. I, I, I do think this is going to end up being a lot cheaper of a staff than what they were working with before. I mentioned it last week. I think that that, that kind of that's floating around in my head just a little bit is I understand that they're having a budget windfall, but are they, are they going intentionally cheap for the sake of going cheap or are these qualified? I mean, they're, they're all qualified, but are these coaches that were Michigan's top targets? Um, and so that's, that's a question I have, but I do think, um, you know, John, you Bacon's outlined it before. Jim Harbaugh does pretty well when his back's against the wall. I mean, he's not, I mean, he's, his coaching career has been mostly successful anyways, but, um, as, as was his playing career. But I, I, I wonder if he's got a different sense of, uh, determination i guess to to make next season really good because clearly he's not afraid of the pr with this with these decisions um i think they've mostly been actually welcome decisions but they weren't the hot names they weren't the like the big bonafide like here's five names that we're thinking of at this position i don't know if we would have gotten any i mean mike hart uh but i don't know if we would have gotten any of these right if we had guessed five candidates at each spot. So, um, which continues yeah. a pattern though. I mean, that's really true. He's gone true. mostly, mostly, I don't want to say under the radar, but you know, I think of some of the other hires that have been made, you know, the last four or five years. And you think of guys like Greg Jackson and right. Smith and even Jed fish was not a name. I don't think anybody was really thinking much about before he got hired. So, um, Gaddis, maybe the, you know, was one of the exceptions, right? He was a pretty, well, he might've, you could argue he was the most off script because I mean, he was someone that was qualified, but I don't think anyone was like, Oh, I bet Jim Harbaugh go hire Josh Gaddis. Sure. But yeah, it's, um, I I'd like to, I'd love to hear Jim's comments on these hires and these decisions, because there's also the pattern, the theme, I think the average age of the coaches, I outlined all of their ages the other day. I think the average age is 36 years old and that's that's really young i mean that's you know, we're talking a couple years ago the average age was almost a decade older so i think the oldest coach is ryan jean marie at 45 and i think everyone else is under 40 so it's risky but we as as we've mentioned in a couple of these episodes definitely seems like michigan or harbaugh's um it's putting more chips on the table. I think he understands the the game is getting is getting closer to the end. Putting more chips on the table, trying to trying to make something happen. You know, maybe I mean every every old veteran polished coach was a young coach at some point, right? It's in, in every every coach was. Uh, you know, someone had to take a chance on them. And so Michigan's doing it with a few coaches. We'll see how it goes, but for Steve Lorenz, I'm Zach Shaw. Check out all of our stories over at themichiganinsider.com, michigan.247sports.com. Be sure to rate, subscribe, tell your friends about the podcast if you if you like it. We have basketball podcasts and recruiting podcasts as well. 
This has been the Wolverine 24-7 Podcast. Hope you had fun. Hope you learned something. We'll see you next time.